Okay, why are fish such terrible basketball players? You can't bounce a bubble. Oh, <laughs> well, that's pretty clever. That really. What about what about you? Uh, no underwater hoops. Oh, there you go. Nope. They're afraid to go near the net. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I know that one. There you go. Afraid to go near the net. You know when you're scuba diving, if you like press the thing that gives you air, it shoots up a bunch of bubbles, and so oh yeah, you, I just scuba dived last week. I remember that. I I ah. love scuba diving, but I I love going beneath <laughs> fish and schools of fish, and then doing that, and then the bubbles like flip them around really quick, and then they swim away. Aww. You are very interesting. We need to sit and share some stories. You have got a lot of stories. There's something really fun about just disorienting a, just a fish. <laughs> I can tell. That seemed like one of the highlights that you've done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that and rays. Stingrays. Yeah. Stingrays? Oh, mm-hmm. No, see, I'm not you a water person. Run through. I'm, a, I'm a land person. Yeah. I just, I, I get nervous. I get nervous. So that's why either if you want me to go on a pontoon, it better be a big pontoon. Good yeah. one. Okay, but I will not get in any other kind of boat. Too tippy, too rocky, too whatever. And then now, I don't know if you've ever been up to um, Taylor's Falls. They have that boat that goes down uh, yeah. the Strange Croix. And it's a flat bottom boat, you know, so I can go in real shallow water and that. And why I feel so comfortable there, even though, you know, many places there, it's really, really deep. Yeah. Is because the shore is almost touchable as I'm on the boat. <laughs> There's not too many. You got to keep your shoreline. You bet. I, it's not like, I can see land. <laughs> that's why I don't want to go on a cruise. Yeah, no, I, oh, <laughs> uh, that's why yeah, I just don't, um, uh, me and boats, I, I can do the back float. I can do the dog paddle. But that is it. And I took swimming lessons for three years, but I couldn't, I hated it. I don't, I don't want to be here. You know, so I was very, you know, not very receptive to what I was being taught, even though I can float and I can dog paddle. Oh, I love the water. So, anyway, no, I'm not. My one girlfriend, Sue, uh, she's got a pool. She's, I think she uh, both might be a fish in prior life because, yeah. man, she, she's either in the hot tub, in the pool or teaching. She teaches at the YMCA or YWCA or whatever. She teaches senior aerobic, you know, classes for, and then also teaches the little youngsters, like two, three year olds. So she takes care of the older generation and the younger Cute, generation. My I, kind of lady. Yeah, I applaud her because, like I say, me, I'm scared to death of water. But anyway, hence why I have a shower and not a bathtub. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, who's up? Well, we still have oh, Suzanne right. on talking about that baby. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Okay, so now, so you're gonna take the bandana and get that the baby smell all over the you know the the little um the the bandana, bring it home, put it on the dog, okay, and then yep. peri- periodically do the same thing, refresh that bandana, you know uh, when okay. the baby comes home, and so yep. and then set the rules as far as you know as far as if the dog gets too close, ah 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 back, all right. If yep. she's having a hard time, then the dog should be in the kennel until she gathers herself and she hits a beat and not feel bad. Because I'd rather have her be relaxed, and that's going to relax the dog. And okay. um, if they, because if she's constantly yelling at the dog and nervous and she's trying to hit the beat, being a mom, you know, and that's just going to stir right. the pot, okay? And then right. let's say she's alone with the baby, and then the other half could take the dog on a leash and be in another room with the dog. So that, you know, you, right. you don't, you got to try to give the dog a little bit of, you know, a me time. 
But don't mm-hmm. feel guilty. You know, uh, that's the whole thing. People, if it's if you could just go for a block down and block back for a walk, great, no big deal. So don't yeah. let them beat themselves up. But the whole thing is, is that like I say, just watch the dog's body language, and so that mm-hmm. like if he seems stiff, ah, you be nice, be nice. You yes, who is this? You just be nice. You know, right. don't be screaming and yelling at the dog because then the dog's gonna think. That that every time that child's around, he gets into trouble, and he doesn't like that kid too much anymore. <laughs> right, and right. So, so you well, got. Well, they live in Hugo, so but I'm going to give them. I'm going to tell them again to give you a call. Okay, okay. But the big so, thing is, is that get that yeah. set, and then the pup's going to be after the dirty diapers. You know, the pooey diapers. So oh, you yeah. got to make sure right. that they're in a locked something, so the dog can't get at it, or he will eat the diaper and might cause cause an obstruction. Okay. Oh, and so that's why I you just got- had one of them. Yeah. That's oh, not ouch! Good. Not good. Not good. But so you <laughs> have them be mindful and a locked tub of what you put those di- dirty diapers in, so he can't get tip it over and get to them. All right. Sure. And then, okay. Like, and so just they're going to hit a new beat. You know, they're a new new family. Everybody's got to hit a beat. But just make sure they're not screaming and yelling at the dog, and everybody kind of yep. just calms down. And like I say, if he has okay. to be in the kennel a little bit more than he normally is, so be it. Don't worry about it. He's not going to die. Okay. Right. Well, okay. one more thing before we hang up sure. here. I can't swim either, Katie. So okay. You and I have a lot in common. <laughs> there, I can float yeah. and dog battle. Yeah, no, I just never. I, now, horses is not. Now, I love riding yeah. horses. <laughs> right. I'm a land lover, is what I am. I want that under my yeah. feet. Hence, I don't like flying either. It's not under my feet. Well, <laughs> I've met you before. So next time I see you, I'll tell you who I am and we can talk a little more. Oh, that sounds like winter. winner. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yep. Okay, kiddo, Thanks. take care. Bye bye. Bye. That's funny. Heck of a deal. Okay. Um, one thing that we wanted to talk about. Well, let's take the incontinence call, and then we gotta we gotta talk about uh, pink tummies versus gray tummies and black tummies, and pink noses versus dark noses, and blah blah blah. So let's take the incontinence call. Go ahead. We have Shirley. Hi there. Hey, how you doing, Shirley? Good, thanks. See, I've got. Okay, I'll just be quick about this. So my dog, I've got a um, lab golden mix, and she's soon to be twelve. Okay. Okay. So Friday I came home from work and she always sleeps on her dog bed. Well, I noticed the part where her rear end is was pretty like soaking wet on the bed. And um, I didn't quite know what it was. I was smelling it, but it's not a real like strong urine smell, but it was pretty soaked. Um, She's never had an accident in the house. I mean, she's very well trained. Uh Well, anyway, that night she sleeps um, in a spare bed at night. And the next morning I woke up and there was like, you know, bigger spots. It's not a lot because uh-huh. it's not even going through like the comforter. Right. It's just kind of surfacey, right? Yeah. But, and I'm just, I just can't figure out like what that is, what that would even be. And I was wondering if she was like leaking there or, or what, but yesterday, all day fine, nothing. I checked the bed this morning. There's nothing on the bed this morning. But today, the only difference is, and her behavior is fine, but today now she can't keep anything down. Like this morning she ate, threw it up right away. She, I haven't fed her since because I just feed her twice a day. She's been outside for a little bit, just kind of laying in the grass, not doing much. She comes in, she lays down, she gets up, drinks a bunch of water, and then just throws it all up. But other than that, she's, she's acting normal. So I'm not quite sure if the two are related, unrelated, or what's going on. And you're on. <laughs> sounds like you're going to the vet in the morning. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because you need to get some blood tests done and a urinalysis to kind of figure out what's going on. Um, you know, it's okay. one thing if tomorrow morning she's completely back to normal, but if she still has some of these symptoms, I would definitely get them checked out. And, and you know, it she might be incontinence, but incontinence does not usually come with vomiting and having to drink more water. 
you know, indicates that there is something else going on. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so I would just have it checked out. Um, there, there are excellent solutions for incontinence if that's what it if that's all it turns out to be but again drinking more water than usual and then vomiting it up personally if this was my dog i would not feed her tonight okay oh okay and i would not give her anything during the day i mean she can have water of course but no food no treats no bully sticks no treats no nothing like that okay so don't feed her for the rest of the day yeah yeah i just kind of let her stomach rest because something has upset it Um, you know, whether she, who knows whether she ate some snow that had some road salt on it or something like that, you know, that could upset her or some kind of, are you missing any pieces of toys or socks that she might've ate? No, she's not a, she's not a chewer or eater Mm -hmm. like that at all. She never has been. And what's weird is like yesterday she was completely fine. There was no signs of anything. She ate normal. We went on a walk. She was completely fine. And, you know, just it's so weird, though, because her behavior is fine. She's acting like normal, like she throws up and then she immediately wants now she wants to eat something because she's going to like the cupboard where the treats are. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So you don't have to giving her anything. because Now I'm just like, I don't want her to throw it up. Right. And that's because she she just barfed. Right. And so it could be it could be anything. It could be a change in the dog food that you're feeding. Not every dog with incontinence is incontinent every single time they lie down. So sometimes it's only once a week or something like that. It it often does not happen during the day, even if they're sleeping during the day. But at night is just a deeper sleep. So at night is kind of a different thing. So does it sound like maybe she was kind of leaking it could be. It could be. But the thing is, like, if you can't tell what it was, like it didn't have a urine odor, then that would suggest it wasn't a real yeah it wasn't a real like cat urine you know because it's yeah. like a right ammonia, right right but the it, dog it's not real strong so I was like boy I can't really tell right it's it's still gonna smell like pee a little bit but that would suggest that maybe it's dilute like maybe she has been drinking more for the past couple of days more than she used to and mm-hmm. so that's why I would say there's like there's a few different kinds of diseases that would cause dogs to drink more and sometimes they drink so much that they become incontinent. So it's and especially at her age, like it's worth checking it out to see if there's anything might be going on. Everything from kidney function to diabetes to Cushing's disease, uh, hypothyroidism sometimes. So it's just worth having it checked out if you haven't had blood work done in the past couple of months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you want to always, and, and, before yeah. you yeah, suspect behavior or anything like that, yeah, always have them, especially like her age right. 12. That's a good yeah. age. So. And, to, and take a fresh urine sample with you. Like from, you know, tomorrow morning, just grab a urine sample, stick it in the fridge. How do you and get that? By sliding a Tupperware under your dog as she squats. Or you use a, go to the dollar store and get ladles. That's for boy dogs. Yeah, but it also works for girl dogs, too. Oh, if you have really good aim. Yeah, well, no, because that's easiest for me to hit under there. I but. just use a Tupperware lid. Yeah, there you go. You can yeah. do either one. Or, or like, you know, a cookie sheet or something. Just slide it under. Yeah, you don't need a lot of urine. Everybody thinks right. you got to bring in a you know, half a gallon in order to Right, right, right. <laughs> and then from your whatever you use to catch the urine in, just pour it into a Ziploc baggie. Okay. Um, or an empty jelly jar or something like that and take it to the vet with you. But stick it in the fridge until you leave for the vet clinic. Yeah, so I would have to get, obviously, whenever I can get in, I would have to get it a fresh urine sample that day. Yeah, just like from that same morning, it does have to be kind of fresh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Got and it. so so if your vet says, you know what, we can't fit you in until 
you know, Tuesday, then you could say, well, okay, can I drop off a urine sample today? Can we get started with that? And just get, you're basically, you're in the information gathering phase where you need to have a physical exam. You need to get some basic blood tests done in order to kind of formulate, this doesn't look like anything serious, or maybe it is just incontinence. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. Thanks. Thank you so much. You betcha. Bye-bye. Okay. What kind of fish do pirates like best of all? What kind of fish does pirates like best? All right, we're back. Yay, team. What kind of fish do pirates like best of all? Parrotfish. <laughs> is there a parrotfish? Imagine yes, why not. They're beautiful. Is. Oh, is it really? Yes. What do you think? Arr. Is that a fish too? <laughs> <laughs> the arr bass. <laughs> righty then. Is it in September? There's like National Talk Like a Pirate Day? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> totally do it. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I'm not into pirates. What's the answer, matey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good. That was very good. Watch well, this is a no-brainer. It's called, they, the what do, fish do they like best? Goldfish. I, oh. I'm i honestly upset that the answer wasn't parrotfish. Yeah. Right. Well, that, we, could, we, could do, we give two answers to one. That's fine. That is kind of lame. That could also be the answer to what kind of fish Goldfish. do dragons like. What kind of fish do bankers like? There you go. <laughs> Wait a minute. What about you? Dragon. What kind of fish? Dragon. What? Oh, a drake. Goldfish. A dragon would also like, like gold. goldfish. Why? Goldfish. Dragons oh, have hordes of treasure. <laughs> this has been a very fun show today. Sick of us. <laughs> we have gone in so many We're, different directions. Too many, too many options. First, yeah, yeah, first of all, 50 years of uh, Lexington uh, uh, Elementary School. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the phone lines. <laughs> well, so here's another big left turn. Um, I don't know what a luxating patella is, but Lori would like to discuss it. And you're going to learn real quick here. Yeah. Hey, Lori, how you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing really well. Good. Well, we got Dr. Jess here, so you can explain to Dr. Jessica Levy what's going on. Go ahead. All right. My, um, I have a Great Pyrenees slash Golden Retriever slash a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> um, last Saturday, she, we were on the ice, and she slipped on the sidewalk and luxated her right patella, and it luxated inwards i believe that's what they said Mm -hmm. and i've had a heck of a time keeping her quiet because she's not even three years old yet she's very energetic um but i've been to the vet two two or three times already because it keeps slipping out they put it back in i'm learning how to put it back in and so now the the decision is ooh, i'm not decision but there's a discussion about she has very flat panel Mm-hmm. And so she might need surgery. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get as much info from the Internet, but I'm wondering if there's something I can do to, uh, well, Strengthen other than it? drugs, keep her calm. But also, is there something once she heals a little more, are there exercises or things I can do that can help with this and maybe avoid surgery? Yeah, usually um, I treat these guys with supplements, actually, because you have to strengthen the connective tissue that should be holding everything in place. Get a pencil and paper out. Yeah, so from like the big muscle on the front of your thigh is the quadriceps. Mm -hmm. And then the quadriceps down by your knee narrows into the quadriceps tendon. 
which is attached to the patella. The patella is that floating bone known as the kneecap. And that is attached by the patellar tendon to the front of your shin, that big knobby part on the front of your shin that sticks out. Uh And so when you have so much slack in the system that the kneecap comes out of place easily, uh, then we need to strengthen the connective tissue uh, basically to kind of tighten down that whole system. So slipping on the ice is kind of reasonable. Like it should take a tremendous amount of force to move your bones out of place, mm-hmm. right? I saw a boxer once that uh, a tree fell on it no, and it luxated its hip. Oh, jeez. Right? It's a tree. <laughs> yeah, and, and like that's the, that's the kind of force. So slipping on the ice, going down like a yeah. box of rocks. Yeah. You know, that that could generate a significant amount of force that okay. would cause you to, uh, you know, dislocate one of your joints. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of reasonable. Luckily for the boxer, I was able to get it back in. It's wow. Yay. But, you know, but if you have a case where, um, so you get the dog's kneecap back in, but then it won't stay in. Um, you know, and kneecaps are graded on a scale of one to four. And the ones mm-hmm. who are grade four are the ones where you can't get the darn thing back into place. Those dogs are definitely going to surgery because if your kneecap is out of place, it um, destabilizes your entire weight bearing apparatus of your leg. Mm-hmm. Makes it very, very hard to walk. It's okay. it's maybe less significant in a Yorkie or a Maltese or something like that because we don't have a lot of physical demands on those right. dogs. But yeah. when you have a big dog, it becomes a lot more significant. So... Um, I typically use standard process supplements to treat this thing. A lot of these dogs end up actually on joint supplements, but this is not a joint problem. It's a ligament problem, tendons and ligaments. So for that, I use standard process. Um, It used to be called Collagen C. Now it is called C Synergy. Oh, really? Um, And how much does this dog weigh? 57 pounds. Okay. Um, just for the sake of seeing how much mileage you can get out of it, I would... Uh, and what are you feeding this dog, I should say? Um, she has uh, a dry food diet. She has... Um, uh, trying to think of what the brand is. It's, it's a Purina brand. She's, okay. it's, it's one that doesn't bother her stomach. Oh, is she um, sensitive? She's very sensitive. Um, I had her on this really wonderful food, and they changed the formula, and she gets pancreatitis really easily nice okay um so i had to cut back that and the only thing that so far she's tolerated without a lot of vomiting is i it has to be chicken or turkey Mm -hmm. um and it's um the dry food for some reason seems to be better okay so this dog also needs an intestinal makeover yeah um there's a lot of information on my website uh holistic-vet-care.com on the appointments page, um, I attached my raw feeding handouts. And then on the favorites page of my website, there's a whole list of raw feeding information, videos that teach you how to do it. But you do need to some extent to rebuild the dog's intestines. The thing with with connective tissue, so the connective tissues in your body are tendons, ligaments, bones, and blood. So when you have too much slack in your tendons and ligaments, A lot of times it's a matter of forming good connective tissue in utero. So this is not something that you did. 
you have a dog mm-hmm. who's got kind of lousy connective tissue. So I would use standard process calcium lactate. And these are three of their human supplements. Okay, okay hold that thought, Dr. Jess. We got to go to break. So don't hang up. Okay, and get your pens okay. and pens and paper out there, okay? So then we'll finish that up. Okay, why don't pirates play cards when they're at sea? Why don't pirates play cards when they're at sea? We'll be back. The team you picked to win the bracket is losing their first round game. Oh, come on! Your tax guy looks at your forms and goes... Oh, boy. Mm-mm. Your teen daughter says she's going on spring break to Rio. There are lots of reasons to sweat in March. The only good one is a new membership at the Y. Join and use the Y by March 31st to earn a free month. Sweat smarter at ymcanorth.org. All right. Hello. We're back. We're back. We're back. All right. Here we go. What do you call a pirate? Nope. Wrong one. Why don't pirates play cards when they're at sea? I was having a really hard time coming up with a good answer for this one. Um, mostly, I just think that it's a good way to get into an argument and get stabbed by another pirate. <laughs> <laughs> you went down that road, did you? I, I, I like pirates. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Arrgh. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. He's, <laughs> he answered every question. He's stuck on that. Okay. Why don't pirates play cards when they're at sea? Because they're natu- they're usually standing on the deck. They're usually standing on the deck. That, I really like that one. That one was a good one. Tell my stepletter joke again if you do. Yeah. I was like thinking, like, what's the, is like Starbird? Is there something in there with Starbird? Yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. Okay. Let's go back to Lori. Hi, Lori. You still with us? I am. <laughs> okay. Dog, okay. Here, Luxity here. Patella. Yep. And then uh, what supplements? Here we go. Yeah. Calcium. Standard Process. These are all from Standard Process, and they are all their some of their human supplement lines, or in their human line. Yeah, right. Um, okay. If you email me at my office, I'll give you the information for how to order them. They do also sell them at. Uh, Northwestern Health Sciences and the Campus Bookstore um, in Bloomington and over-the-counter at uh, Sassafras. Yeah, it's Sassafras, Sassafras now. Wiper Lake. Yeah, Sassafras and Wiper Lake now will mail it. Okay. I mean, you don't have to go to the store. Okay. No, we'll mail it. Okay, go okay. ahead. So. And I live just down the street from the Northwestern Health Sciences in Bloomington. Oh, there wow. You go. There you go. Okay. Okay. So, standard process, calcium lactate, uh, okay. one tablet three times a day. Standard process C synergy. Um, I would probably give two tablets three times a day. And standard process Ligaplex one. L-I-G-A-P-L-E-X. One. There's Ligaplex one and Ligaplex two. So you want Ligaplex one, 150 count bottle. I would give one capsule three times a day. And you can open the capsules onto food and if you only feed twice a day then use like a little blob of yogurt or cottage cheese or something to give the midday stuff okay so that's what i would do supplement wise the other thing i would do is i would use standard process canine enteric support so that's one of their dog supplements enteric is e-n-t-e-r-i-c and that supplement repairs leaky gut 
because dogs are carnivores, but they are scavenging carnivores, and so they should be able to tolerate a range of foods. Now, if you have a dog who doesn't do well on dry food and can't tolerate dry food, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because dry food is kind of like Twinkies, and some people don't tolerate Twinkies, but should you, you know? It's kind of toxic mm-hmm. waste. Um, and so just to stabilize his intestines, I would probably use something like that. Uh, the okay. mid-range size, so the dog supplements from Standard Process are powders. The mid-range size is like the 40 to 60 pound range, and that's where I would dose, regardless of the size of your dog. And then okay. the other thing that I would do is take him to a chiropractor. You know, get some get some body work done to see if, you know, something is so out of whack because if his knee, if the patella wasn't luxating before and then he had this injury and slipped on the ice, get things rearranged. And that's what chiropractors do. Um, on the on my website, there's, on the favorites page, there's also kind of a list of animal chiropractors so that you can, you know, find somebody in your area. In Bloomington, you could... Um, you could call Tammy Andrews. She's a chiropractor who will come to your home. Um, if you email me, I'll give you her info. I don't know if she wants her phone number going out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, over the radio. Oh, and I, I mm-hmm. I'm on your site, and now I just found favorites. So yeah, I see. I, yeah. I okay, got it. And also, um, chiropractic for everybody there yeah. in a lot of different locations. The closest one to you, also like um, Eden Prairie. There's Perpetual Motion Animal Cairo. And there's also a veterinarian who does acupuncture there. And then some of the vets at Chiropractic for Everybody also do acupuncture, which may be helpful for this dog. You know, not having seen him, and I don't do acupuncture myself, but, you know, people who do it should know what it's going to help and what it won't. And sometimes it's just a matter of, like, you know, calling some different places and kind of finding out who, you know, who seems to mesh best with you and who can get you in sooner. Yep. And the thing is, is that you got to remember when you do things naturally like this, what you're trying to do is avoid surgery at all costs here, okay? And so what you got, it takes a little bit of time for the body to repair itself. So don't be in a hurry, hurry. Right. I mean, it it just kind of depends. If you're in a situation where you're like, the dog's kneecap is out of place more than it's in, then you may, you might indeed be looking at surgery. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They mentioned it was a grade two, maybe grade three. Uh, yeah, grade two um, is not usually heading for surgery. There, okay. there are ways to repair them. So okay. you you tighten up the connective tissue and then do the physical body work. And for your dog, just because of the information that you've given, I would say, well, also, why don't you repair his intestines and upgrade his diet at the same time? Super easy. There you go. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All Thank right. You so much. Good luck. Keep us posted. Okay. And if you can't remember Thanks, any of it, or if you can't find stuff on the standard process website, just email me. Okay. 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 Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. Once again, what's your website where they can get a hold of you? Holistic vet care dot com. And uh, Ellie, I think he put that on our on uh, my show page, correct? Uh, somewhere. No, because okay. I forgot the dress was in today, but it oh. will be on your you, show page today. Oh, right okay. Now. Well, that sounds good because I know if they scroll through the page, she's on there. You know, once a month, I think you put it on here. Yeah, here, I so. put it in the links, but yeah. it's on the show page itself. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, holistic-vet-carry.com. Okay, dog, I have a dog. It's got a pink belly, and all of a sudden I notice I'm scrubbing his belly, and it looks gray, or it looks black. Why? Right, and a lot of times, like, that's an immune system reaction. I've even seen people come in, you've probably seen this too, with eight-week-old puppies, and their bellies are already kind of blackish. 
sometimes it's patchy. Sometimes they're just, it's like a dark sheen over the skin. And really, um, to me, that just indicates the dire need for a diet change. Right. So I will typically upgrade their food um, and, uh, you know, get them on some probiotics and fish oils probably as well. Okay. So the, the upgrade the diet as far as, well, like I say, if they're feeding low-grade food. Right. Or, you know, I mean, I'm not such a fan of dry food, so right. I kind yep. of direct everybody towards, you know, feeding raw, if at all possible, or at yeah. least incorporating some raw food. Yep. Um, you know, a big thing, too, is that even with dry food, um, you have to have variety in your diet. Yes. And I know that I was taught in vet school and probably many other veterinarians were only feed pet food. Don't ever change your pet's food. food. I know. Which is nutsy. And when I think back in the day. And vets still do it. Oh, of course. You switch it, you shame on you. Shame, yeah. They, they, they hum- humiliate the owners thinking that, you know, telling them, no, you never change it. You feed right. them the same thing. Don't ever Well, do the that. thing, too, is, you know what? If you eat a good, healthy diet, why would you not share your table scraps with your dog? Yep. Right? That just increases the variety of uh, nutrients that they're getting. And also, like, you know, there's always that whole discussion, prebiotics versus probiotics. Well, what are prebiotics? Yep. Things that we eat. Yeah. Right? We're supposed to have tens of thousands of different kinds of bacteria in our intestines. And so the prebiotics are things that are going to support that bacteria. And what are those prebiotics? Things that you put in your mouth. And so the broader the array of things that you can put in your mouth, the healthier your gut bacteria will be, except like not including, you know, fast food, Doritos, etc. Yeah, we're talking good stuff. (laughs) Right. If you eat real food, then yes, you should be able to share your real food with your dog. Um, Okay. Okay. So yeah. So so uh, so if the belly goes from pink to gray to uh, to dark, as you got to change your diet, get some good supplements in there and such like that. Correct. Correct. Okay. Keep an eye on the belly. A lot of people don't even notice that though. I thought it was gray, you know gray before. Well, I think people don't know what color dogs are supposed to be. And usually, like if you part the skin over their shoulders on the back of the neck, you'll see your dog's true skin color. Okay. Most dogs are kind of a pearly gray, lightish pink. Okay. Okay. You know, some are more pinkish than others. Like the Bichons might be a little bit more pink than your yeah. than other dogs yeah. Yeah. but that's the color that their skin's supposed to be all over their body okay okay well let's run the break because we went to it late before so let's run the break break now and then we're going to talk about noses how the a dog's noses changes colors okay uh da, da, da. What, what do you call a pirate who designs buildings what do you call a pirate who designs a building i can Winding down our time here. Okay, what do you call a pirate who designs buildings? What do you say, you Ellie? I I want I want just to try say to answer it, this one say first. Say it. Say it. Say the word. Do it. An architect. architect. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, I knew it would come in sometime. That, there Just you waiting go. for that one. There you <laughs> right. go. Okay. This one here is kind of cute. I was going to wait for next week, but I really like this one. Why do nurses always have red crayons? Mm-hmm. Why? In case they have to draw blood. <laughs> <laughs> 
couldn't wait till next week to say that one. I had to say it now. I think that is so cool. For all you nursing people out there, there is a joke for the cool water cool tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> if they still do water coolers or if anybody, well, with we nurses. We have a water have cooler? What are you talking yeah, no, about? No, I know it. No, I'm talking about, um, you know, with nur- uh, nurses and stuff like that. I don't, yeah. Hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Yeah, clinics. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, so we talked about uh, if your dog's belly changes color, mm-hmm. that change the food, uh, start rotating, start giving supplements, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now I have a dog that had a red nose, and now it's getting darker, or has a, a light nose, I mean a dark nose getting lighter. So. Right, and that's kind of the most common thing, right? Dark to light? Yeah, dark to light. So, so certain breeds, like any breed of dog, you look to see what color the eyeliner is, and their nose should be the same color as the eyeliner. Oh, really? I didn't think of that. Nose and eyeliner should always match. So it doesn't, like the coat color doesn't matter. But if you have like a white dog with black eyeliner, like your average American Eskimo or Westie, then the nose should be jet black. Okay. It should match the eyeliner. Whereas if you have a Vigla that's going to have like a liver colored eyeliner, the nose should have that liver color as well. Okay. So a lot of times... The nose gets pale when there are immune system issues. A lot of times it starts kind of in the center of the nose, right where the, like that's oh, yeah. is down the center. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And, and they got but, a skunk nose. Yeah. But you see some cases where like the whole nose turns pink, but the dog's got really dark eyeliner. Okay. That is bad. Tells you something is happening to the immune system. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now in Minnesota, this is often called snow nose. And people say, oh, but my dog's nose always gets lighter in the winter and then it gets darker in the spring. Not really. It's an immune system issue. And it's kind of related to like you ever see those boxers and bulldogs where like the whole top of the nose is dry and cracks and, you know, fissures and people think that the dog, you know, maybe licks its nose too much and that's why it's dry or people are putting nose butter or Vaseline or whatever on the dog's Uh nose. That is also an immune system issue. Anything that has to do with uh, any change away from the normal color and normal faint cobblestone texture texture of the nose. Okay. So sometimes like if you hold your dog's face up to the light and kind of look at their nose in really good light, you'll see that it looks like very slightly little tiny bumps all over the nose. And that is normal. If those bumps smooth out, like if the if you look at the nose and the light, you see that's just smooth with no texture. Okay. Then you have an autoimmune problem. Oh, okay. So all these things relate to the immune system, and you kind of know because when it comes to noses with dogs, um, you know people uh, have like there have been these ideas through veterinary medicine where some people are like, oh, it's a fungal problem. Some people say it's viral. Some people say, oh, it's bacterial, and that just means that. It's the immune system, people. Okay. It really is all about the immune system. And so through the course of treatment, what you should see over time with treatment is the nose should go back to its normal dark color that matches the eyeliner. Okay. Well, that's it can take a long time. So like with uh-huh. my mini golden doodle, he had a not a bright pink nose, but like not dark. Right. You know, he had a pinkish nose when I first got him, but he's got... You know, he's a yellow dog, so he's got liver-colored eyeliner. Right. And uh, it's probably taken about four years for his nose to kind of darken up. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Four years of, you know, kind of working on his, on his immune system. So I 
feed him a different food from what he was being fed before uh-huh. I got him. I put him on some supplements. Yeah, right. right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that that core spotted with the eyeliner in the nose. That's uh, so. The, so the my first tip off that this was a thing was um, I had a client. My first year in practice, I had a client who brought her dog in because its nose had turned from black to pink. Like that was her complaint. Like, hey, my dog's nose turned pink. Do something about it. And like, I had no idea. They had never mentioned this in vet school. I okay. did not know anything about it. And but I did an exam, and then we did some like basic diagnostic. We figured out that her dog had bladder stones, okay. and it went to the university, had surgery, had the bladder stones removed, and then about a month later, its nose turned black again. Oh wow, interesting! That's and crazy. I, and I was like, yeah. oh hey, this means something. Yeah. Then I started writing down everything. So if the people came in and they were like, oh, his nose has been warm. And I was like, okay, I'd write it down because yeah. one day we're going to find out what that means. Yep. And I will have all these notes. There you go. And yeah. we'll know about like, you know, you hear this too, like the, you know, my dog's nose is wet or dry or runny and the yep. ears are warm or not warm. It's like one day there you go. we will understand all these things. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always look at the nose just as part of my physical exam because, um, like now I know the that, nose, it, that it's an, nose. the nose knows it's an indicator. Yeah. It's such a sensitive organ. I'm sure it can tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so you look at the texture, you look for, you know, dryness, like just that they'll start with like just that bare dry crust yep. kind of forming on top of the nose. Okay. You look at the color, see if it matches the eyeliner and you do the same thing with the skin, right? So when you look at the dog's belly, a lot of times it'll start just on the flank folds, that hint of like patchy blackness that starts okay, to creep yeah. into the skin. Yeah. And, you know, it can, it can be very subtle before it turns into full-blown allergies or immune system meltdown or whatever right. you want to call it. Yeah. So right there, you know, we start with supplements that support the immune system and, you know, diet change and stuff like that. All right. Is that more common in small dogs? No. Really? I just feel like oh, oh it happens to everybody. When yeah. I when I dog sit, I feel like I've do- I've dogs had a lot of like small breed like white dogs who have that like black speckling and like the patches of black on their stomach. Um, I don't know that they're any more susceptible to it, but again, like I see kind of, you know, I see I don't see like the general population of dogs. I see dogs that have right. health problems for the most part. Right. You know, right. I do see you know puppies and stuff like that, but yep. most of the time people are coming in because their dogs have serious health issues. So maybe I just see a weird subset of the population. Sometimes, too, uh, facial problems are called, caused by plastic bowls, correct? Yeah. So when dogs get, um, like, chin acne or if their lips swell, stuff like that, sometimes if their noses are itchy. Yeah, I, a lot of times I forget that there are still people who use plastic, plastic dishes bowls. for their Because when you were talking about your dog a couple of weeks ago, I was going to say that, and then I had a brain fluff and I forgot about it. I was going to ask you if you feed or your water bowl is plastic. No, all their, all their bowls are metal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But see, there's even, different even, degrees yeah, to and metal, it, too. And even with yeah, metal. Yeah, they're not expensive. Yeah. yeah. So even with metal, if you're going to use stainless steel, um, it might be worth making sure that it's U.S. made stainless steel because otherwise it has like other metal contaminants yep. Yep. in it. Yep. Well, I mean, Stanley's nose has changed color, but I'm it, I'm even more convinced because we we're talking about the eyeliner because mm-hmm. he has he has half his nose is completely like losing pigment. It's like mm-hmm. it's not even pink anymore. It's it's like white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns pink if he goes outside. But also his eye, the one eye on that side is also now white. Like right. And vitiligo is a whole different ball of wax. Yeah. So what that's where that? you'll see. 
um, like white patches showing up in the fur. So a lot they of lose time, pigment. Yeah, a lot of times it's on the ears, okay. on the on the face, on the nose. Oh, where does that like come that. from? Who knows? I don't think anybody knows. It's what, just genetic. It happens in people too. It's like a birthmark that spreads. And from what I read, it's like once it starts after about six months, it kind of is what it is. Hmm. And it just the, the pigment just kind of goes away. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not super, super common. I've seen it in Rottweiler's labs. You know, probably any breed of dog could have it. Okay. Um, but it's just sort of an oddity, just like it is in humans. Okay. So, ah. yeah, I mean, there's got to be some genetic predisposition to anything that happens right. to us. Right. So. Well, I, I thought know. it was snow nose, and then I saw his eye was changing color, and then mm. it was only on one side. So I was like, that's... Mm-hmm. definitely not what it is yeah good catch good catch and like some color changes are normal so if you've ever looked at uh orange cats orange tabby cats mm-hmm. um it's normal for them as they get older they develop spots of pigment inside their lips and on their gums I did not know and that. then sometimes those spots kind of uh get larger and they can coalesce and there's a fancy name for it. It's called Lentigo Simplex. <laughs> and sometimes it happens like on their eyelids as well. So it's just kind of a, it, that's just kind of a thing that happens along with like the orange coat color, but it's normal. So, wow. Nothing to worry about. Why are about orange there. cats the weirdest cats? Orange boy cats are typically super friendly and lovey dovey, and orange girl cats, beware. I had one, um, her name is Purr. Uh, one orange cat. She's just very aloof, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, but it, it, you see an orange female is very rare. Usually, the right, most of the right. most of the orange tabbies are male. I've I've inherited Susan's cat, who's a buff. Uh, I I call her a faux Maine Coon. <laughs> what? I I don't. I think Susan bought her for six hundred and some it's dollars a as a cat. kitten. <laughs> She's not even beefy. She's like a normal sized long haired cat. Okay, but she oh. was sold as a Maine Coon. <laughs> Really? Yes. But oh. she's, she is nowhere near a Maine Coon. She's your average eight, nine pound cat. Right amount of toes on every foot. Yeah, she's <laughs> completely normal. She's got long hair. <laughs> oh, hey. That's cool. Mm-hmm. No, I've got, uh, let's see, I've I got three cat, four cats. Wait a minute. One, Only two, four? Three, four, five. Sorry about that. You have cat with a K. Cat with a K. Sally. Squigs. What happened to Adelaide? And that, no, and not Adelaide, Adeline. Oh, Adeline. A D D dash A dash L I N E. Adeline. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who got to name that cat? And then Wally. Me. <laughs> I think you might be fired from that yeah, job. No, you got to always spell it different. Make it fun. Cat with a K is cat, K A T yeah. with a K. Right, cat of course. Cat with a K. But that's his whole name, cat with a K. That I understood. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Jess. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. And Ellie, once again, your awesome job. You guys all uh, hang in there. We'll see you next week. Remember, if you don't train them, don't blame them. Call me.